0: Good morning, City Church. Happy October. Pew, 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 pew. Have you got your pumpkins out? And apparently my wife tells me muted colors are in this fall for pumpkins, so you want to probably not choose that orange one or you might be left out in the cold. You want to go for those muted colors. The ones with the bumps on them and such. Those are also very in this fall season. That is not even from the Bible. But it's a bonus for you today. Uh, speaking of bonuses, City Church, this is City Church Together. And I've uh, got a little bonus for you today because since it's the first of the month, um, wake up, wake up, wake up. Get up, get up. It's the first of the month. That was Bone Thugs and Harmony from my high school days. Don't listen to any other music except Crossroads. Still more bonus material for you. <laughs> but today is, uh, it is October 1st. And it is Thursday, so we have for you a fighter verse meditation. Fighter verses are um, verse a verse every month that we uh, together as a church meditate on and uh, seek to commit to memory so that uh, meditation can come at any time as we think about and turn over the verse and, and hopefully leads into action. So we are going to cover our fighter verse today, but I'm also going to make good on our promise to finish 1 Corinthians 16. Uh, So we're going to have an Old Testament, New Testament mash-up today. Uh, Since it's October, maybe we can call it the Monster Mash. If you've ever heard that song before. And yes, Halloween is almost in November, and this is only October 1st, but since it falls in the same (laughs) month. Guys, you ever have one of those days where you're just stringing them together? How about we string two passages of Scripture together together? Um, let's start in, uh, with our fighter verse Lamentations three, it's actually fighter versus this month, Lamentations fighter versus another fighter in a monster mashup of epic proportions in this corner, a muted tone pumpkin. I don't know whether Jacob is going to edit any of this or not. I'm just taking a risk. So if you're hearing this now, consider it Jacob's Halloween gift unless you don't believe in that kind of thing. And then it's his scripture, fight or verse gift to you. All right. Yeah, it's his trunk or treat gift to you. There you go. Okay, here we go. Candy corn in Lamentations 3, starting in verse 55. It says, I called upon your name, Lord, from the depths of the pit. You heard my plea. Do not ignore my cry for relief. You came near. Whenever I called you, you said, Do not be afraid. Read it one more time since it's our fighter verse. I called on your name, Lord, from the depths of the pit. You heard my plea. Do not ignore my cry for for relief. You came near whenever I called you. You said, do not be afraid. In this verse, I hear the oft-repeated phrase, do not be afraid. Um, It is a message that comes over and over and over from the Lord. Um, You may have heard it is the most repeated command in Scripture. Uh I think there's an urban legend or perhaps not urban a biblical legend uh, um that this is uh this command is repeated 365 times in scripture um and so you have 365 ways to uh to um dwell on do not be afraid one for every day of the year you're in trouble in leap years when you get that extra day of february which scares me because it's winter and I don't like winter um do not be afraid. Here's what I want us to notice here. Um, notice that this is actually the last 12 verses of this are all a cry for the Lord's help. Um, I called on your name from the depths of the pit. And then, uh, and then an acknowledgment that God hears his plea and begs him not to ignore it. So uh, apparently in, in his mind as he writes this, um, there is the idea that God might hear but not do anything. So you heard my plea, but do not ignore my cry for belief, for, for relief. And then you came near. Whenever I called you, you said, do not be afraid. So the Lord's voice is, do not be afraid. Now, when I think typically of the Lord's re- relief, what I often think of is a relationship between, um, uh, presuming Jeremiah wrote Lamentations, um, or maybe we could just call him the Lamentor, which is different than Dementors, which is also kind of Halloween-y. Um, uh, do what? Oh yeah. Worst part of prison is the Jacob's filling me in on Harry Potter and office trivia. I don't watch or read any of these terrible things, guys, only it's all Jacob's influence. But, uh, the lamentor is saying here, um, that, uh, it, you know, I picture me and lament and then I picture God on the other side and almost this, you know, personal relationship, which is good. But it, it cuts out one of the primary ways that God speaks to us, do not be afraid, and one of the primary ways that God answers our cry for help. And I want to point that out at the end of 1 Corinthians 16. So here it is, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be alert. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. does not that kind of vibe with do not be afraid? Okay. Do everything in love. Brothers and sisters, you know the household of Stephanus. They are the first fruits of Achaia and have devoted themselves to serving the saints. I urge you also to submit to such people and to everyone who works and labors with them. I am delighted to have Stephanus, Fortunus, or Fortunatus, and, Acha- uh, and Achaicus uh, present because these men have easy names to pronounce. No, because these men have made up for your absence, for they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore, recognize such people. That is the word of the Lord from 1 Corinthians 16 and from Lamentations 3. At the end of 1 Corinthians 16, Paul tells us to be alert, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and again, do not be afraid. And this is Paul telling a church that. And then Paul turns around and tells this church that he refers to as brothers and sisters. He says, uh, you know, Stephanus and, and uh, all of the, uh, the new people that came to Christ in uh, Achaia, um, he said, they have devoted themselves to serving me. And then he talks about these three guys, Stephanus, uh, Fortunatus, and Achaicus, Um, who are with him, and listen what he says. He says, because these men have made up for your absence. That's not like a a slight on the Corinthians. It's it's not passive-aggressive Paul saying, you're not here, but they are. Um, What he's saying is, I can't be with you, but there are other Christians here, new Christians, who are refreshing. Listen to that uh, in 18. They have refreshed my spirit and yours, and he says to recognize such people. Here is what I'm pointing out in the mashup of these two scriptures. Often, when we cry out to the Lord and ask for deliverance of help, we don't picture that in coming to us from other Christians. We don't picture that coming to us from relationship. We don't picture that as in letting other people come into the picture. Often, uh, we, we simply picture, uh, well, God will um, give me this thing that I perceive I lack. But the, but the refreshment of Paul's spirit here and the people at the end of this book, they, what he's saying to the Corinthians is saying, you need to recognize people like that. Recognize, serve people who are serving. That's what he says. He says, they chose to serve me. And then he says, you need to submit to the servants. Isn't that a paradox? He tells them, submit to the servants. And then he says, recognize these people who aren't looking for recognition because those are the people that will refresh your soul. Do you think there's any uh parallel happening through um the Lamentor or Jeremiah saying uh saying you know my soul is in a pit I am in despair and Paul saying these people refreshed my spirit? I mean to me it seems that the the sort of uh being in a pit kind of nature that our soul can have, feeling detached, removed, um, helpless, hopeless, like that. The answer to that is a refreshment of the soul, which, is, which comes to these Christian brothers and sisters who came to serve, not to be served, and people imitating Christ, who came to serve, not to be served. And Paul says, recognize them. And that is all a part of Paul being able to say to these Corinthians in verse 13, be alert, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. So let's end with this thought as we move this into prayer. When Paul says be alert here at the end of 1 Corinthians 16, we often think of that as uh, sort of 1 Peter 5-ish, be alert uh, because uh, your, your enemy, the devil, is on the prow looking for a soul to devour. And while that is true, there is another form of alertness that we make. That's an alertness to the negative. We also sometimes are not alert to the positive. We are not alert to the people that God is sending into our lives relationally to be a refreshment to our soul, through the encouragement they give, the presence they give. Um, And so I think Paul's command or the Holy Spirit's command through Paul here to be alert can be taken that way too. Yes, be alert for the ways you're going to be tempted to sin, but also be alert for God's answer to your call. He's sending someone to communicate, do not be afraid. He's sending someone to refresh your soul when your soul needs refreshment. May not be a change of your circumstances, but it may be a Christian brother or sister to sit or stand in solidarity and presence with you and be a refresher to your soul. So be alert, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love brothers and sisters unless that let's let that thought move us into prayer today heavenly father just this morning um you shared with me through um a new christian here at city church um, just how you bring about refreshment through other people Um, a young man who you met um, on a highway in the middle of the night and then you sent members of our church his way to share christ um, to share scripture with him and from that now um, there we have a new brother in christ and Father, it just shows us how true this word is. When we are in the pit, you answer, do not be afraid. And you send people of the church as refreshers to our soul. But that only happens as we serve one another and as, as we're willing to submit to one another in love. Now, Holy Spirit, prepare us. So that we can be alert, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and give us your heart and your eyes to see so that we can indeed do everything in love. We give you thanks that we are a family, that we are brothers and sisters, and we, Father, will be the way that your spirit works to refresh one another's souls in service. It's in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. City Church, God is at work. Join him where he is. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Spirit, go and multiply the gospel.